Welcome to the Fancy Sports Cave. It's your host, David Gonzalez IV, here with Steven Zezema. And before we get into the Saints and Falcons, let's talk about some trades. Now, some trades happened to your team. How do you feel about that? Yeah, so the Giants have traded our best pass rusher, Olivier Vernon, um, the pro bowler last year for Kevin Zeitler, um, and a fifth-round pick. And we threw out a fourth-round pick. And honestly, I'm, I'm very okay with this trade. Um, our One of our biggest issues is the offensive line. I mean, I, I said it before, Willie Hernandez, a B-level guard. Everyone else is cuttable, honestly. So to, to, to take what is, by pro football focus, the second-best-rated second second guard from last season, at the age of 29, I'm all for it, man. Like that, that's we want to give whoever the quarterback is next year the best chance possible. It starts with the offensive line. I absolutely love the trade. Yeah, I'm agree with you on that one. Um, you guys need to do something with the offensive line. Does that is that uh, you think Barkley's gonna have a better season than he did last year? Not just the fact that he's not a rookie anymore, but because of that offensive tackle. You know, I think I think that it can only get better. Honestly, from here, he played He played behind nothing. Like, we had our starting center go down in week two. Uh, we just re-signed him as well. Um, it just it can't be any worse than it was last year. Whoever we have at quarterback is going to be is gonna probably play better than Eli did last year, unless it is Eli again. God, like, God help us. Um, <laughs> so it, it, it can only get better. So Saquon Barkley, he's reeled with upside even after putting in a 2,000-yard season, as crazy as that is to say. Yeah, I totally agree with you. What about the Pats trading for Michael Bennett of the Eagles? Now, what does this mean for Trey Flowers? They're going with the veteran. You think they're still um, re-signing Trey Flowers? What, what, what do you think about this trade? Whoa. Oh, you mean the so the pass rusher, Bennett? Yeah. Oh, oh wow. I, I didn't even hear about that one. But, um, no, there's no way they don't. It, I know Trey Flowers is testing the market right now. But, uh Man, like if, if they're trying to save some money, I mean Bennett's up there in age. I, I, I would I would assume this is just a support move, more of just to go alongside Trey Flowers. But well, what, what do you think? I, I don't think they'd give away prime real estate like like a guy like Flowers. No, yeah, um, but whoever is lucky enough to get Flowers, I think is definitely still that dude needs to get paid. So I agree mm-hmm. on that. Let's move on to the next one. Eric Weddle signs a two-year, twelve-point-five million deal with the Rams. I was hoping he went to the other team in LA, my Chargers' former team. But he went cross town to the LA Rams. Now you think so? What, what what do you feel about that? Well, obviously the Rams still feel they're in win now mode. Eric Wells, thirty four years old, and he's uh, you know, at best, Leo, let's say he's got a couple years uh, remaining of solid play. Even Eric, even uh, Ed Reed, rather, um, experienced a severe decline in play at the age of thirty four. So uh, they still feel like they're in win now mode. Eric Wells showed he still got game. Um, Baltimore didn't want to invest more money in an aging player. Okay, I mean, uh, no fault on your side, but uh, I mean, in my opinion, he's still a B-level safety. He's, he's still got a lot to offer, especially for a team like the Rams that are in win-now mode. So, looks like they're just going to keep signing these vets, uh, one or two-year deals. I don't know. How, how do you feel about this? I like it. I like Eric Weddle as a player. Um, he's a great run support. He's a playmaker. He gets all over the place. Pro Bowler, like this guy. Now mm-hmm. let's talk about another one. Chiefs sign X Jags and Browns. Carlos Hyde to one-year contract. Now, what does that mean for um, da- Damian Williams? They're going to go with the one-two punch. I think Hyde's going to get most of the carries. What, what do you think about this? Poor Carlos Hyde, man. I mean, he, he had a good gig in San Francisco, gets traded to Cleveland, it's going good, gets traded to Jacksonville to be a role player, gets traded again. He's a good running back. He's, he's been just a little unfortunate, I guess. Uh, I think Damian Williams will be the starter. But then again, I mean, I guess if you have to – say who's better at the first and second down role it'd be Carlos Hyde with Damian Williams playing a little bit more on third but 
Damian Williams definitely did show he can play. He, he is a he's an every down. He can be an every down guy. Um, he's thriving in that system. So I, I think Hyde's going to get carries, but I think uh, I would have to assume Williams with the new contract, the bigger contract, is going to get the first crack at it. Yeah, I'm agree with you, Damian Williams. I think this hurts his draft stock a little bit, but not too much. I think mm-hmm. he could be a deep sleeper, but I think Carlos Hyde will still get some touches. One more before we go back to the, the Saints and Falcons. Dwayne Allen, the former Patriots tight end, signed with the Miami Dolphins to a two-year deal. Now, I know tight ends are really overlooked, but um, whoever's going to be throwing for the Dolphins, in my opinion, in my, I think Kyle Murray, but or who, I, I think they're going to get their hands on the quarterback, and I think it's going to be Kyle Murray. You think he's going to make a big impact? I mean, he could. They lack a lot of we- they lack weapons out there in in Miami. They just cut Damian. I'm sorry, um, Amendola. Da- yeah. Well. So, um, they lack weapons. He's gonna at the very least soak up targets, especially if you bring in a guy like Murray. The tight end's always a security blanket, supposedly, for most quarterbacks. I, I think if Murray falls to them in the draft, it is a no-brainer. You have to go with him. I don't think he's gonna fall that far though. Okay. Oh, and another one, Case Keenum. To your divisional rival, Redskins. Love it. I love it. Just Redskins I, doing Redskins things, man. Just keep <laughs> signing those. Keep trying to put a Band-Aid on it like it's going to work and just keep doing what you're doing. Now they got Case Keenum in town. You know, we feel a lot better about two games next season now. Uh, I, it's just not good, man. Like, I, Right? It's just, what, what are you doing? Like, I, I don't understand. Like, you just keep making the same mistakes over and over again. Um, that's not the long-term solution. It's not even the solution for the next two years, probably. So, but maybe then again, they only give up a seventh, sixth or seventh-round pick. Maybe this is just a depth play to secure the backup position. Maybe, maybe they got some reports on Alex Smith. Maybe they think he's going to be back, but he might not be game ready until like weeks three or four. So maybe it's something like that. But um, like I, I was okay with the Alex Smith trade. Like it, it still made some sense. But this, I, I, this is no. <laughs> I, I'm not. Yeah, it's I'm a, not. it's a, it's a bad move. I mean, the Broncos are definitely going with the with Flacco, and that eliminates their quarterback search in the draft. And then I thought the Redskins were going to get Kyle Murray. I really thought they'll trade up to get Kyle Murray. Now they're eliminating that. So I mean, now they got to focus on different things like a wide receiver. But I, I don't like the move. I don't think he's going to do good. I'm not the biggest fan of him. Uh, but I'm gonna give this guy a shot. But. I mean, who's going to throw to? They just released James, their top guy as a receiver. So we'll see what happens with that. Okay, now let's go on to the Saints and Falcons. How did the Falcons do last year? Well, to the fan base, it's got to feel like an F. I mean, like two years ago, there are two Super Bowls ago, right? Or I guess three now. Like you have a 25-point lead against the New England Patriots. You blow it. Okay, you're still, you're still a perennial contender. Sure. Um, next season comes around, wild card team. Uh, get smacked on the road by uh, the eventual Super Bowl champion Eagles. Okay, all right, fine. Uh, and then you come out this season in a one in four start. Mm-hmm. Never really recovered from there. Got back to five hundred near the middle of the season, but was never really in contention for the division. Um, ever since they got this new offensive coordinator, or ever since they made the switch from Kyle Shanahan uh, and they moved on from him, the offense experience. A big decline. And it didn't help that Devontae Freeman went down. It didn't help that they had an atrocious fourth down and third and one or less um, re- rating. But um, overall, I mean, I got to give the Falcons at best, you know, a grade in the 60s. But it, it's got to feel like an F for everyone in that locker room and the fans, too. But uh, how about the Saints? The Saints, uh, I'm just, 
The Saints, man, I feel bad for the Saints fan base. Yeah. They do all good all year. Drew Brees kind of fell off towards the end of the year. But overall, I'm going to give them an A. Playoff-wise, I mean, last year I was, oh, my God, you know, the the, the Minnesota miracle. Stephon Diggs, less than two minutes, third and ten, score touchdown. That's unfortunate. Now, this year was probably very controversial, very, you know, that was a penalty. No, it wasn't. They didn't call it. They want a rematch, blah, blah, blah. They're just really unlucky, and it's so unfortunate because the Saints always have a good squad. Lattimore, I mean, he rookie defense of the year, and then um, Kamara won offensive rookie of the year. They got a great squad. Drew Brees got a couple years in them. Michael Thomas, you know, you got all these guys. It's just they can't get there, and it's so disappointing. But I am going to give them an A for the 2018 regular season performance. I will give them another grade when it comes to the playoffs. But overall, I, I just feel bad. I feel real bad for them, man. I'm just like, damn, these guys, they get there so, so close, and then pfft, something yeah. happens. Some crazy shit happens. Even though, I mean, a lot a lot of these Ram fans or a lot of these Saints fans, they realize they were settling for field goals throughout the whole game. They got the ball first, and, you know, there's so much things that they could have done different that could have won that game. So it, was, it wasn't just that missed call. I think there's a lot more to it, but fans, you know, football guys that go to the bar casually think that, you know, that cost the game. But if you really break down the game, they should have won that game from the get-go. But they didn't. That's their fault. But, you know, that's with that. But moving into the season, what's the biggest question the Falcons have? I know there's a lot of question marks. Well, what's what's one of them? Yeah, what's interesting is with the Falcons, like, there are a ton of question marks, but there are no gaping holes. I mean, what this team really needs is just a, a way to get over the hump. They have a good roster. You know, the injury bug obviously was a problem last year on the defensive side of the football, losing Devontae Freeman for the season. But if you got to point the finger somewhere, it's got to be offensive tackle and uh, pass rush. I mean, Jake Matthews, solid B-level offensive lineman in this league as far as tackles are concerned. But the other two guys out there are just bodies. Uh, Ryan Schrader reportedly will be cut, who started at right tackle for the majority of the season. And uh, um, edge rush has been a problem as well. They tried to bring in, they tried to bring in Bruce Urban to sure up, the, to sure up that position. Um, a bit of a veteran presence, but outside of a play made in Green Bay um, on Aaron Rodgers, no real splashes made by him. And at quarterback, uh, Desmond Trufant, 28 years old, still in his prime, an A-level corner in this league, but uh, no one really to speak of as far as playing across from him so far. So getting someone to play across Trufant, um, getting an actual pass rusher so that they can take advantage of the double teams that uh, offensive lines are having to do on Grady Jarrett, they're all pro defensive tackle, is also going to be important. But, uh, yeah, offensive tackle probably uh, reigns supreme as far as their list of issues there go. But um, I, I know the Saints, you know, two, two conference ch- tile, tile games in a row, um, probably no glaring holes. But if anything, uh, what do you think it is? I think they really, really got to focus on their, on their first draft pick in the draft. And it's, number, it's at number 62. They don't got a first-round draft pick. They, it, they got, the, they got their, their first pick at number 62. So they really got to dig deep. And do their homework because their next pick after that is 168, or no, pick after that is um, yeah, 168 in the fifth round. So they they really don't got a lot of draft picks, but I think one is a tight end. They're tight end. When you think about all the receivers and all the weapons, none pop out as tight end. Benjamin Watson um, is retiring this year, the third, uh, ten plus year vet. So um, that was pretty much their tight end. So now they, I think their biggest question mark and lucky for them there's some couple good tight ends in this draft but i think it is tight end because you got kamara you got thompson you got the versatile quarterback receiver tight end guy hill that guy's awesome and then you got tyrone um tyrone smith and wide receiver no tight end so i think tight end 
is probably the biggest hole. And when we talk about tight ends, I don't know if you've seen the combine or not, but there's there's two that pop out, and it's funny because they're both from the same school of Iowa, Noah Fant and TJ Honkerson. Um, I call him Honk, the Honk. This dude, um, these both guys are really good, but if I had to lean towards one, and a lot of analysts are leaning towards him dropping off oh, right, right around 62, is Fant, Noah Fant. Fant ran a 4-5 and 40-yard at the um, – 40 a 5 – a four five forty at the combine, which was the fastest among tight ends, um, and he ended his junior year with thirty nine catches, five hundred nineteen yards, averaging thirteen point three yards per catch and seven touchdowns. I think it'll be a great piece to a really great offense, and um, that was ranked third in points. They were scoring thirty one points per game, and you know the Saints they're they're on fire. But mm-hmm. I think a missing link would be no offense to New Orleans at number sixty two. Yeah, I've actually heard some hype about him, and I definitely uh, he came, his name came up when we were doing when I was doing research for the Patriots a couple weeks ago for that show as well. So that man must be legit. But um, I, yeah, I agree with you. Like, if there's anything a nitpick when it comes to the Saints, I guess it would be that there's no primary second receiver. Kamara kind of has been that primary second receiver, but I think if there is a way for the offense to take even another step forward, it would be a guy that can beat man man coverage on most occasions. Um, aside from him, um. God, I wish Des Bryant didn't go down. I would have loved to see how that worked. Yeah, I mean, that was really unfortunate. They do need a lot of help on secondary, but I think to make their offense the number one offense, they were up there all year, but Drew Brees kind of fell off. That was weird. He fell off really weird towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but to to make them a complete, like to have everything, I think a tight end will be really, really big. But um, speaking of the draft, is there, who who the Falcons are looking at? What's their draft? How's their draft looking? Yeah, so um, – they, are, they currently have the 14th overall pick. Um, they traded their second and their third round picks so far. So uh, it's, it's a first round pick, and that's the 111th overall pick. Um, in round one, uh, you, you got to get a little younger um, at pass rusher. That's, the, that's, the, that's one of the bigger holes on defense, as I mentioned earlier. I'd like to see him go after Jay Chai Polite, defensive end out of Florida. Um, playing in the SEC, I mean, there's a lot of debate in college football what conference is the best, but the SEC, for the most part, has has reigned supreme over the last decade or so. And uh, this man's got to go up against the best taxi. He's got to go up against Joe Williams of, of Alabama, who we beat for two sacks in that in their game against Bama, by the way. Um, he's got to go against uh, Kansas State's De- Dalton Risner. Um, he's the team leader. He's been the team leader in sacks for the last two years. He racked up 12 sacks last year, two forced fumbles. Um, the Falcons were 25th last year right in the NFL with sacks at 33. So obviously this is a gaping hole. I'd love to see him go after a young blood talent, elite talent like Jay Chai Polite. Um, thankfully for them, this draft is very deep when it comes to pass rushers. And uh, once we drop down to the fourth round here, um, as I said, cornerback's also a big deal. And in free agency, as we talked about, um, there's not a whole lot of, uh, there's not a whole lot of prime real estate available out there. Last year, they picked up Isaiah Oliver in the second round. He's looks like he looks like he's got some upside, but as of right now, he's only been playing in the nickel. Not too much action on the outside so far. Um, I'd like to see him pick up a guy named Sean Bunting, a corner out of Michigan. He's actually a six-year veteran due to a red shirt season and um, uh, serving in the military as well. Uh, he's a big body corner who can play alongside Desmond Trufant. Um, he had a great career in college at Central Michigan. Uh, he's currently actually he's currently actually a top ten quarterback prospect but due to off the field issues which is odd 
Um, he's kind of a projected to slip a little bit. But I think corner would be the way to go here in the fourth round. Someone to play like Desmond Trufant and an ascending Isaiah Oliver, especially with the free agent market not looking that great. But speaking of the free agent market, um, when it comes to when it comes to eligible free agents, are there anyone the Saints need to absolutely hang on to this offseason? Um, there's a couple that that um, the biggest name is probably Mark Ingram. Um, Ingram played only 12 games due to a suspension. You know, he didn't play the first four games. He rushed for 645 yards on 138 um, carries, six touchdowns, averaging about 4.7 yards per carry. Even though he was a backup slash vulture, this guy vultured a little bit behind Young Buck stud. Kamara, he still got his carries and reps as a backup. And I can see him as a starter on other teams. Out of the free agent pool of running back ages 28 and 30, I think, um, which Ingram falls into around 29. He's 29 years old. Ingram is probably the best bet at um, at running back contract value around two years, eight to nine million via spontrack.com. That price is pretty steep, and I don't know if the Saints are willing to give him that much, but I can see this guy – a starter on other teams that definitely need a runner back. Mark Ingram, I mean, you you talked about him a couple times, but um, he's I think he's the biggest free agent. I think um, I think they need like like you said about uh, McCaffrey and the Panthers. You know, like get his workload a little bit off him. You know, he's still young. They don't want to run him to the ground. Kamara is still very young. Mark Ingram is that big, bolder type guy that could get in between the tackles. So I like Mark Ingram if he could stay. If not, I think he's worth about eight, nine million to some teams. I like it. Yeah. Um you know when it comes to the Falcons, uh it it's the the first guy you gotta look at is Grady Jarrett. This guy needs to be re-signed. I mean you he's again prime real estate under twenty six years old, top five rated talent in the league. This is what this is the type of guy you can build a defensive around around for years. You've got to lock him up. Reports are Grady would like to stay as long as they pay him what he's worth. Pay him what he's worth. Please do not screw this up, Falcons. Another guy to talk about, Tevin Coleman. Um, as far as uh, what's been coming out from the organization, um, Thomas Dimitrov, uh, the, the GM, has said that he wants to keep Coleman in the backfield. He feels a lot of upside there. And there is. We've, we've seen the two of them coexist and be, and be deadly together. However, however, with how much salary he's taken up, with what we saw from what would be a much cheaper option in Edo Smith, he is um, formidable. He, he he can do enough to, to be that set to, to be that backup running back to give Tevin, to Devonta Freeman some relief. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the touches are moving forward. We saw Tevin Coleman as a workhorse last year, and the results weren't great. Um, it didn't look like he was able to handle the role of a workhorse back. So you know. The GM is saying they're going to keep him. Uh, reporters are saying they should cut him. Uh, we'll have to see what they actually do. But in my opinion, uh, of course, it, all, it also comes down to whether or not Tevin Coleman wants to sign another contract. I, for one, think he's going to probably go with the money. This is the last big contract he's going to be eligible to get, really, in his career. Um, you just don't see running backs being handed out massive contracts at the age of 30 or older, which is what he'll most likely be by the time uh, that next contract rolls around. And the last name I'm going to talk about is Bruce Irvin. He was brought in late last year um, to fill a void at pass rusher. We, he showed some spark. He had a sack and a half against Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, other than that, not a lot to talk about. Um, the Falcons are going to go ahead and cut Brooks Reed, who was their other leading – who was their – he really was their leading pass rusher in the season, middle by injuries. Um, so they might want to hold on to Irvin for now. He's a borderline B-level player in this league. Um 
at this point in time, but just to, just to hold down the position and see so you can get some young talent to shirt up on the outside. Um, I'd like to see them keep Bruce Irvin. So, but yeah, those are the free agents as far as who is already on the Falcons roster. But is there anyone you want to see the Saints go out there and get? This yeah, um, I wrote this report that before Eric Whittle got signed to the Rams, so it makes much sense for the Saints to uh, to take on um, Lamarcus Joyner from the Rams. Um, this guy, I really like this guy. Uh, the Saints, I know I didn't really talk about how bad their pasty was, but their pasty was 29th in the league, which is insane. They allowed 286.9 pass, passing yards. That's that's incredibly um, insane. They probably should go for defensive back in, with their first pick because they don't got another one, but I think Noah Fant is, has so much great talent in him. I, I just This dude looks like a football guy, football player. So I think they should definitely grab him on at at number uh, sixty two, and then start worrying about defensive end, our defensive corner at the at the tail end of their draft. But as a safety, um, he fits well. He was well with the Rams. Uh, he finished the season with a career high career high of seventy eight tackles. He racked up a sack and a pick, and with a contract value worth ten million dollars via SpotTrack.com, I think he is worth it. He's he's still young. I I like him. It, he needs something over the top. Lattimore can't do it all himself. That Lattimore is a lockdown corner. You need some help over the top. I think Joyner is a great spot, and I think they also let go some of their their safeties as well. The Saints, so they definitely need to fill that void. Lamarcus Joyner, I mean, they they most likely won't resign him due to the fact they signed Eric Weddle. So, I think Lamarcus Joyner will fit perfect. Okay, okay. But how about the how about the Falcons? Who the Falcons should target in this? Yeah, I, th- I think. Um... I, I would like to see Lamarcus Joyner go go over to New Orleans. I mean, he's uh, he's still twenty eight years old. Um, he's still got a lot. He's still got a lot of miles left in the tank. Um, and yeah, safety safety is kind of an issue. I mean, teams have just been throwing away from uh, from Lattimore, so it it would be good to have another presence out there as far as defensive backs. But uh, yeah, for, for free agents, I want to see the Falcons go after. I'd like to see them go after Jawan James, uh, a tackle who just got done with his rookie contract in Miami. Uh, currently ranked as the 29th offensive tackle, according to Pro Football Focus last year. He's 26 years old, and while he's not a world beater, he's much better than what they got going on right now at right tackle. Jake Matthews, as I've mentioned before, is a stud. Not A-level stud, but a, a formidable offensive tackle in this league who can play left tackle. Um, the other guys are just bodies. Schrader's already cut. The other guy's probably already out, out the door if they're not going to keep him as if they're not going to keep him as just a depth sort of piece. But um, I'd like to see him go after Juwan James. Uh, when it comes to young tackles in this league, uh, the common contracts right now are very expensive. Lane Johnson's earning $11 million a year. Uh, Ricky Wagner of the of the Lions is making $9.5. Donald, Donald Penn's old ass on the, Ra- on the Raiders is still making $9.4 million a year. So it's going to be a hefty price for a team that doesn't have a lot of cap room. But if you want to go with a young pass rusher in the draft, I think it's very important that you try and get something for a right tackle uh, in free agency, and of course uh, at cornerback, you know that, that's the other big question uh, alongside Marcus Trufant. If they don't or aren't comfortable with what they accomplish in the draft or what they think they can accomplish in the draft, there are options out there. Ronald Darby, um, of course, he's not an, he's not an elite corner. We know this, but um, he was still the Eagles' number one corner. He had some good years. He can be a good nickel corner. He can be a good off. Uh, I'm gonna say off ball. I'm playing basketball here, but no, we're playing football on <laughs> uh, the side of Desmond Trufant. You've mentioned Bryce Callahan, another big name that even my Giants are going after. So I really hope uh, um, that they don't, in fact, do this. But what they should do is go after Pierre 
dessert from a cornerback from Indianapolis. He had the best year of his career last year, former fourth-round pick from the Browns. Madden rating skyrocketed from 71 to 80 last year. Um, uh, for a good budget, good price, uh, I think that would be the way to go. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, like we said, cornerback class, a little bit dry. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, we know the Saints have weapons all over the field, you know, at least – well-established, formidable weapons. But will there be any surprises or fantasy factors you want to tell the people about today? Yeah, um, I want to talk up a little bit about um, – well, first let me talk about – obviously, they got you got Drew Brees, you got Kamara, you got Michael Thomas. But there's there's this one guy – I got to look. I don't want to get his name wrong. There's this one guy I really like. I had him, a, I had him for about uh, – I want to say for like a week – the week after he balled out, and he caught, he was all right. He's a wide receiver. Let's see, Tommy Lee? No, 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 no. The Smith one. Traquan. Oh, Traquan Smith. Traquan Smith. Traquan Smith finished the league, uh, finished the year, um, playing about. He he was only owned by thirty one percent of the um, of 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 teams at that point. Teams, yeah. He had seventy seventy two. Let's see. He had 72 points. He only played – he was playing here and there, but he really – oh, yeah, week 11, that's when he popped off. 10, 10 receptions, 157 yards, and a touchdown. He didn't, he didn't produce more than 30 yards after that. I got him that, that week, and I thought he was going to do good, but he didn't. But I think he's going to do well. Traquan Smith, he is a rookie, I believe. But um, I think he's going to – he got five total touchdowns, um, 427 yards on 28 receptions. 44 targets. He's currently ranked 233, but with the the attention Michael Thomas is going to attract, and if they get Noah Fant on that defense, you could get him underneath. He's a he's a great athlete. I mean, this guy is fast. If you look up his tape, this dude is 6'2", 210 out of UCF. This guy, I think, will make a big difference, get some pressure off Michael Thomas, but I think that's the surprise pick for me. But going back to the to the the um, you know go tos you know Drew Brees he had an MV he was in the MP MVP race for pretty much the whole season until like the last part like I said he was he really fell off he threw for eight yards shy of four thousand yards thirty two touchdowns and five interceptions seventh amongst quarterbacks at three hundred eight point nine eight fantasy football points definitely a look at when you're selecting your quarterback um, he's probably behind. He's probably I'll take I'll take he's probably the fourth best quarterback probably behind Mahomes, Luck, Rodgers. I think Drew Brees will be looked at around four right there. Um, what you what do you think? Where you land him at in your quarterbacks? You think he's top five quarterback fantasy wise? Fantasy wise, that's that's kind of hard to say. I mean, as far as NFL quarterbacks go, yes, yeah, he's he's up there. But uh, fantasy kind of hard to say just because he goes through peaks and valleys sometimes when. With, with how much they run the football when both Ingram and Kamara are healthy. Uh, I'm going to say borderline. Yeah. So I could see him going as as high. I think the highest he'll go is the fourth quarterback off the board. But back, you said running back. Kamara, he had he was eight eight yards shy of 1,600 yards of all-purpose yards. He had 18 total touchdowns, adding up 273.2 fantasy um, football points, which was fourth among running backs. I mean – it's Kamara. I had him on my team. He had a he had a couple forty point games. That dude is a monster. I still think he he will be a monster. Whether if he has Mark Ingram for a full season or not, they I'm thinking they should get a young stud in the late rounds of their draft or even an undrafted rookie. 
And you know where the undrafted rookies are? Your Eskimo brother, Phil Lindsay. I mean, yep. that's a perfect product of undrafted rookie. So maybe they can look that way. But still, either way, he's going to get his reps. He's going to get his touches. He's going to get touchdowns. He's going to ball out. Michael Thomas, they got the trifecta. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver. He caught 125 balls, 1405, or um, 1400 yards pretty much with nine touchdowns. That was 190.5 fantasy football points, which was eighth among wide receivers. I I think he he will even have bigger numbers this next year. He's just getting his stride. He's still in his prime, I believe. Those three guys I think are going to be off the board faster than you know it. So I think you – well, they're obviously look-ats, but – Traquan Smith, maybe when you need a runner, a wide receiver, take a look at him. Ranked 233rd in this last year. So, and if they get Noah Fan, I think he'll he'll make an instant impact on that offense. But those guys are the obvious. I know it's the Saints, so they got a super explosive offense. But um, any any about the Falcons? I know Julio Jones, but Julio Jones didn't score a touchdown until like week eight. But he did put up a, a couple hundred yard games. But is there any else? Anybody else on the Falcons that could um? Produce yeah. some fantasy points. Yeah, I mean Julio Jones is a funny one, right? Like no touchdowns till week eight, and then eight touchdowns the rest through, through the rest of the season. Ridiculous. I mean, this guy, he's everything you want. I mean, to compare him a little bit real quick to Antonio Brown, like if uh, Antonio Brown is arguably, if not the best receiver in the league, and teams are unwilling to give a first round pick on him right now. The whole trade thing with Buffalo fell out reportedly because they weren't sure he would even show up. Teams would not have that concern with Julio Jones. If Julio Jones was on the market, he'd be gone yesterday because he's coachable. He's a good teammate. You know, like, he never he never barked. He, he never got pissed off by the fact that he wasn't racking up his touchdowns. He continued doing his role on the team on his way to almost 1,700 yards. I mean, this this, is, this guy is what you want. Just had to give some praise to Julio Jones real quick. But the guys to look out for for next season. Uh, number one, Calvin Ridley, uh, their first-round pick from last year. Ten touchdowns, 821 yards. Uh, this guy showed um, exactly what we thought we would see uh, coming out of Alabama, explosive, diverse, um, diversal, you know, um, and great playing alongside Julio Jones. Julio Jones, of course, always getting the double coverage. Calvin really was able to run, run around all, all day um, uncovered most of the time. Like, he, he was a huge red zone threat. And the other guy I want to talk about is Devontae Freeman. Um, and my, my prediction is Tevin Coleman is going to walk. He's going to take the money elsewhere maybe maybe a place like the jets if they don't get Le'Veon bell um and devonta freeman i think he's going to be very underrated and very um he's going to be taken off the board later than he should just because the bad taste left in, in people's mouths from these last two years of course last year he was taken in the back end of the second round um on average uh hurt for basically the entire season and uh the season before that we saw a big decline as well the year after the super bowl run um, we saw Devont- we saw Tevin Coleman become a little more involved. We saw the offense take a, take a step back uh, after losing Kyle Shanahan. But um, that replacement, can't remember his name anymore. I believe it was Steve Sarkeesian, but he's gone. New offensive coordinator's in. I think Tevin Coleman is also going to be gone. Um, I think there's a lot of room for upside, especially now that um, we have another emerging star in Calvin Ridley, who is also going to need some coverage. Um, if we can if we can shore up that offensive line. Uh, this could this could be once again a top five offense in the league. I think it has that kind of upside, but uh, we'll have to see. But again, Devontae Freeman, I think is going to be uh, I think is going to be undervalued. This man is still young in his prime. People forget he is still just twenty six years old. That's young. That's nearly younger than me, which is scary. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Calvin Ridley as well. Watch out. 
Yeah, I I had um, Ridley when he scored that three touchdown, three touchdown um, game, and for the for the longest uh, week five, he had the most touchdowns in the league with six, and he had that he didn't score a touchdown until week nine after that. But I did have him for that thirty three point five fantasy football point game, and I remember I put him on my sleeper podcast. We were like, "Who's Calvin Ridley?" I'm like, "Alabama product, dude. This guy's a baller." He did he did decline after that three touchdown game, but he, I think he's going to even have a bigger year. Um, and with those two guys, maybe the best next duo in the NFL, maybe in the future, who knows? But yes, I do like him. He is, he was ranked 84 last year, according to Yahoo fantasy football. So I think, I think yeah, yeah, 10 total touchdowns with 821 yards. I mean, mm-hmm. that's pretty damn good. Yeah. So I do like that pick. That's going to be great. And next week, I can't wait. Free agency starts March 13th, 12th. It's yeah, I think Tuesday. It, it definitely starts this week. I don't know exactly what day. but Yeah, I mean, it's going to be popping off. I think uh, the thing is, I think a lot of teams are going to get re-signed. Like, oh, Denzel, Denzel Perriman got re-signed to the Chargers. They did let go of J- J- Jahil J- uh, Adai uh, after six years. Kind of a little sad. But um, I think a lot of teams are going to get sad. But I'm going I'm to put this prediction out. D. Ford to the Seahawks, Antonio Brown to the Raiders, and I'm going to take Trey Flowers to the Browns. To the Browns. The Browns. If, if the Raiders don't get A-B, I think the, the Browns will. Browns, I think, could get Sue as well. I think the Browns are going to make some big moves for agency. They got like $80 million in cap space. I think they're going to make some major moves. I can see A-B. I can see A-B in a Brown jersey. I've seen it already on Photoshopped on Instagram a thousand times. So I, I, I think A-B... Is either Browns or Raiders. I think D Ford. They did sign a franchise franchise tag on him, but they. I think the Seahawks are going to haggle him out. I mean, D Ford is a is a is the man. And Trey Flowers, I can see him either to the Browns. I can see him as a Jet too. I don't know. Those are my bold predictions. You got any crazy bold predictions? Yeah, before it happens. I got some predictions. I mean, not crazy ones. I, I'm not totally sold on the Browns making another move for pass rusher because they they just made one in in uh, Olivier Vernon. So possibly, I mean, I can see it though. Like. We're seeing John Dorsey pull the trigger on all sorts of crazy moves. He he drafted, he drafted Baker Mayfield first overall, which at the time was looked at as crazy. You know, he's done a lot of stuff, so I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that. Um, I'm looking for the Giants to make a move uh, coming up here. We just gave away our best pass rusher, obviously, uh, to shut up the offensive line. Um, but because of that and the money we saved um, a lot, there I'm hearing all, multiple reports now of him coming out looking to trade for a big name, looking to put a lot of money down on the multiple prime real estate passers we have out there. And I'm seeing a lot of D Ford. Uh, and it would make sense. D Ford would most likely fit better um, in the Giants 3-4 as opposed to the 4-3. He's got that kind of diversity. You know what I mean? Like he can cover in the flat. He can cover tight ends. He's also great off the edge, of course. So, yeah, I think he could I think he could uh, thrive in that system. I'm going to say, but if it doesn't happen, I'm going to say Zadarius Smith. Um, the Giants make a big put push for him, uh, former or not, well, still currently, but he's a free agent from the Baltimore Ravens. I like. To see, I think they're going to make a move for him. In the end, I think Antonio Brown is going to end up a Raider. That's that's that's. I think, I think I just think that's the best offer they're going to receive. In that second, they're going to get that second. I think that thirty-six pick. Yeah, that's that's what I would assume right now. Um, we just saw the Buffalo Bills, and I'm, I'm sure what they actually offered is out there somewhere. I'm sure some teams know. But they literally offered it. We're scared because he didn't know if he was going to show up. That's going to scare some other teams too. It's probably going to dra- dra- um, bring his value down even more. But, and the Raiders uh, always pick up 
very undervalued players all the time. Yeah. If not the Cowboys, they always get felons too. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting when it pops off. I can't yeah. wait. I think the Chargers, though, I think is going to get Anthony Barr from the Vikings or Preston Smith from the Redskins. We definitely need linebacker. And we now need a safety because we got rid of a die. So, I think we're going to make some moves there. Maybe defensive tackle, maybe two. But can't wait. It's going to be awesome. So, now that we tackled the NFC uh, – was it what division is it south? Yeah, we tackled the this was now we got tackled the AFC South. And who do you want? Let me pick. Let's see. Let's do draft style. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Colts. Who do you want? You're gonna go with the Colts? Okay, I'm gonna go with the Colts. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and make my first team. I'm gonna go ahead and take the Houston Texans here. I think there's a lot to talk about when it comes to JJ Watt, Sean Watson, the crew, how they need to how they're gonna get over the hump. Going into next season. Um, let's see what else is on the board here. I'm going to take – okay, and then I'm going to go Jaguars. I'll take Colts and Jaguars. I, I like the Jaguars. I think they're going to be coming up. Pretty- okay. So that leaves me Houston. With the Titans. The Titans. Okay. Marcus Mariota. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, there you have it. You got our um, – we're going we're gonna to break down the AFC South, and then after that we're going to tackle – what division are we missing? The North. Mm-hmm. NFC and no, yeah, the North. Ooh, that's gonna be interesting too. So there you have it. Um, Stephen, where can they find you if they want to talk more football? Yeah, guys, as always, you can find me at Coach Stephen Desma on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, be sure to look out for the MMA podcast with me and Alex Fernandez coming usually on Tuesdays. And uh, yeah, hit me up. Um, you can find me both on Twitter and Instagram, Sports Guy David. You type in Sports Guy David on that, and you will find me. If you want to find all of us on um social media you click in fantasy sports cave and literally any single social media i mean we, there's like 10 of them we got i can't even name them all there's 10 of them you can name podcast wise article wise we have a website check us out and soon we'll be getting some visuals out we're going to be getting some um just like the mma podcast we're going to get that pretty soon too and then the, the draft is coming up football season is just right around the corner and i just can't wait watch out for fantasy football too we're going to do some more mock drafts and some crazy visuals with that. Looking forward to that. That is Steven Zezima. I'm Dave Gonzalez the Fourth, and I'm I'm out.